I don't believe in destiny, but if destiny exists, then it is heading for Dominoble. So, Adam, we are now in the Disney era of Doctor Who. It's we, wild. We talked about last episode, we talked about the, I think maybe two episodes ago, at some point recently, we talked about Disney Plus and Doctor Who going to Disney Plus. And we didn't know at that time, like, kind of how much participation Disney was going to have. And there was some speculation. It's like, oh, is it just going to be the streaming platform, but they're not going to really meddle? Are they going to meddle? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? We kind of went through the whole thing. And then yeah. we like we recorded, what, October, I think we recorded yep. to kind of cover the finale. And um, so that's the last time we had a chance to talk about it. But some news has dropped a lot. A lot of news has come out <laughs> since October and now. Um, a lot of important stuff that we'll definitely get to, stuff about companions, outfits. We love talking about style and Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, so we'll definitely get to that. There's a trailer we're going to talk about. But the first thing I wanted to kind of get out of the way was kind of the, based on the news that we've heard, it does seem like Disney might be a little bit more involved kind of moving forward. And some of that involvement's cash. Yeah. Yes. I think that's, I think that's the biggest thing, right? Um, I mean, taking a step back, yeah, we've been talking about it recently with with the the rumors that were out there and then kind of like the news that started to trickle. So we talked a lot about that. But I, I, I just need to call out the fact once again that this is something that we've we talked about years ago. Um, like what if what if something wild were to happen and Disney were to acquire Doctor Who? Um, I think this might have been as far back as when it got pulled off Netflix, right? Like we were like, oh, what what could happen? So so to have all of it for for us to come full circle, have all of it to come to fruition, and then yeah, to see the money that is attached to each episode, um, the the it's been stated ten million dollars per episode for Doctor Who, which I think I saw somewhere that the that's compared to like the one to 1.5 million that they have had for recent episodes. So, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty darn big uh, increase right there when you're talking about the, the 10 million range. Yes. Yeah. $10 million compared to, like you said, one to 3 million, I think is yeah. the estimated current budget per episode. So it's definitely way more than Doctor Who's ever spent Yes, on production, but not quite at the level of maybe some of the other big shows out there. Although it, it probably is comparable to some shows, but when you're talking like the top end, like Stranger Things, right. yeah. um, you know, Game of Thrones stuff, like I think the estimate on those is like anywhere between 20 to 50 million. Right, right. So yeah. obviously... Doctor Who, even at 10 million, is still just a fraction of what those shows are spending, but significantly more than what it's ever spent. And that's something we've always talked about, right? Doctor Who, you know, it's kind of part of its charm. Comes, a, it's it's a little hokey, yeah. But they've never quite reached the kind of level the that you would expect in some of these other, you know, some of these other shows that are in streaming services. So, yeah, it's you know, love them or hate them. When it comes to Disney, Disney's definitely coming with some budget to help yeah. doctor who you know reach a new a new level yeah and i think i think that's that's something to call out right like it's not just hey we we want the 
rights to be able to stream the episodes, right? They're they're saying, no, we we also want to make sure that there's the budget behind these episodes. We don't want it just to be Disney is now streaming Doctor Who. We want it to maybe take a step up in production value. You mentioned those other shows. My point of reference when it comes to Disney budget, right, is Mandalorian. Like how much how much is a Mandalorian episode? I think I saw somewhere that it's like around 15 million per okay. episode for Mandalorian. So it's not quite up to that standard, but we're getting pretty darn close. And I'm I think the quality of the Mandalorian when it comes to the special effects, the kind of the backgrounds, I mean, they have that massive screen that they record everything on. Um it it could potentially like we could see some remarkable differences when it comes to how things appear in Doctor Who moving forward. Um, right. To me, that's pretty exciting. It, it's um, I mean, the trailer, I, I don't know when when that budget, when that money goes into play. Right. Like, I don't know when they were able to start pulling on the the purse strings of Disney. Um, but even the trailer that we got recently, it looks different. I might be biased, but it looks <laughs> pretty clean um, as you watch watch it. Uh, so yeah, got that money. Yeah, and I would say right now, even Doctor Who isn't. It doesn't look bad. No, no, you know, one to three million is their current budget of the last however many seasons. Who knows? Right. But I would say ever since Moffat took over, it took a big leap. You yeah. know, so it already was kind of you know, doing pretty well from a production value and not feeling too cheesy, but there were definitely times where you're like, okay, this special effect or that special effect just kind of didn't really work that well. Um, so yeah, if you're, you're talking about multiplying, you know, a $3 million budget to a $10 million budget. So now they have, they have that much more money to play with and they're already doing pretty good without yeah. it. So now, yeah. you know, the gap between a $10 million show and a $15 million show with Mandalorian really isn't that much i don't think from like i don't know that we will be able to tell too much of a difference in uh, production quality so and with disney on board you would have to think that disney disney wants this show to be as successful as possible yeah yep it might not just be money it could be technology that they're going to offer you know some of the stuff that they're doing with the marvel shows and with the star wars shows you know some of the sets maybe locations things like that they could share um so i think that you know, having Disney on board with the the big, you know, the big deep, or the deep pockets yeah. is going to be, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a positive thing. How much they're going to get involved in like storytelling or, you know, kind of like that type of stuff. I feel like Russell T. Davies isn't the kind of person to get into a deal where he's going to be, you know, limited in the story he can tell. And yeah. I think Disney is likely more involved from a financial perspective and not necessarily saying, oh, you can or can't do this when it comes to story. Yeah. And and I think that that is that is a great point when it comes to RTD, right? Like you you almost have to wonder if he knew this was coming down the the pike, if he if he saw this light already heading down the tunnel, right? And that's why he was like, Oh, you know what? I think now is a good time for me to head back to Doctor Who because he knew that Disney Disney was getting involved, what that meant moving forward. Um, we're going to talk about it in a few other places as we kind of work through some of the other pieces of news. But it seems like 
Russell T is still going to be able to put together the type of show that he wants. He's going to be able to tell the stories that he wants. He's going to be able to branch it off in the direction that he wants to go. It just so happens that Disney is involved. Um, so any, I, I know there is some concern out there um, in regards to what this ultimately could mean for Doctor Who moving forward. I think at least for the time being with Russell T Davies involved, I think we can kind of sleep sleep well knowing that he's at the helm um, just with the Disney engine uh, giving the ship a little bit more speed. It's also worth noting that the $10 million budget is not an official number that was released by any <laughs> means uh, by BBC or by Disney plus. This was a rumor from yeah. apparently a, 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 you know, reputable source, I guess that, you know, knows, knows things. So, you know, it, it makes sense to me that this, this, uh, you know, increased budget would be true. I'm not, it's not a number where you're like, oh, wow, that's, there's no way. Right. Right. I, I think 10 makes sense. And, um, definitely within the realm of, of, uh, reality. So, although it's, like I said, still a rumor, so it may come out and, you know, the budget increased to five <laughs> and from three <laughs> to five, and we, we can't really tell a huge difference, but I hope the, I hope the rumor is true because it'd be nice to see more of an investment in the show. And, you know, we have said it before you put it on a platform like Disney plus you're reaching a much larger audience. Yeah. Um, you know, I know it's been on HBO, you know, kind of the, the not new episodes, but the kind of the, the episodes that have already aired end up on HBO. Now, I don't know what the subscription numbers look like Disney plus compared to HBO, but I would have to imagine that Disney plus is a, a, lar a bigger reach, a larger reach. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I would, I would venture a guess to say that there is there's just an opportunity with Disney Plus that I don't think avails itself to HBO um, when it comes to even the the freedom that that younger generations are given when it comes to mm -hmm. the Disney Plus platform compared to other platforms, um, right? Like you see kids on tablets, you see it everywhere um when you're in restaurants and at stores and i know a couple of doctors in the area like they stream it constantly so just having having it there on something that has just influenced so many different mediums um yeah it, it seems like there's a lot of opportunity now i mean once it starts showing up at disneyland disney world i mean then that then we're talking something else i am interested to know like yeah, there's the streaming rights, but what what other ways can this start to be uh, marketing merchandise? Where does else where else does that come in? How cool would it be? Now I'm going to go out and say now that I don't think this will ever happen. But uh, <laughs> some of my crazy ideas have come true. I never thought they'd bring Boba Fett back either, but they did. So they did. You never know. But I'll just throw it out there. How cool would it be if you're at Epcot, you're walking through the the uh, United Kingdom area of Epcot, and in one you know kind of back alley, there's like a TARDIS, you know, kind of a police phone box sitting there, um, and they actually have like character, you know, the Doctor, you know, as a character that you can get a photo op with, you know, yeah. um, next to the TARDIS, even if it's just like a temporary, like we right. they do it just for like a month or something like that right. to kind of celebrate you know, an anniversary or, or some event with Dr. Who they, I, I mean, they don't own the character now, 
by any right. means. So they'd have to definitely make that deal and figure out how that would work with, with BBC. But there's definitely more likelihood of that type of stuff happening now. Oh yeah. Um, than, than we've ever had before. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially if, if with some of the other changes they're making with maybe the expansion of different things, if this really starts to um, gain traction, uh, it would, it would, it's going to be interesting to see what happens down the road. Yeah. Or Doctor Who totally flops on Disney Plus and they cut all ties with them and then <laughs> crashes and burns. I mean, we'll see. It, it, it's interesting to see. Like, it, it was on Netflix. It got removed. It was on Amazon. It got removed. It was on HBO. I mean, you would think that if it was a a streaming success, a stronghold somewhere, that there would be that staying power. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if it, it kind of has its footing on Disney Plus, if it drops its anchor for an extended period of time. Yeah, and that goes back to kind of the idea of what they're doing with the new Doctor, and we'll talk about kind of the new yep. companion that was announced and kind of what type of audience that might bring in. It's yep. almost like a, a bit of a reset, I think, for Doctor Who in yes. a lot of ways, yep. and I think Disney sees that as an opportunity, like now is the time to yep. kind of give it a shot with Doctor Who, because um, they're not just like the pr previous stuff like Netflix, they were just putting the backlog, right? Yep. The old episodes they put out there uh amazon same thing hbo same thing this is different this is new episodes are being released so yeah. when you go to disney plus it's kind of like when you go to watch ep episode of andor you go to watch an episode of she hulk it's a weekly appointment that you're like oh it's a, it's it came out today let me watch yep. it and the streaming numbers in that case are probably going to be significantly different than just like oh i'm going to go back and watch you know an old christmas special so yeah yep. absolutely right so well, another thing that, um, you know, some more news has come out around the 60th anniversary special or the stuff that's coming out uh, with Tenant Up. When we were talking about this stuff previously, we didn't know hardly any details other than, you know, Tenant's coming back. We knew um, we knew some of the casting, uh, but we didn't know like a lot of details. There's still speculation, right? Like, oh, is it going to yep. be one special? Is it going to be multiple specials? Yeah. So we've gotten more information around that too. Um Russell T Davies and I guess the best place to get like official Doctor Who news now seems to be like the uh, Doctor Who magazine because that's where all these quotes are coming from <laughs> yes for, for all of the uh kind of some of these news items but one of the things that Russell T Davies did clear up is that the doctor is the doctor he's yeah. uh quote unashamedly the 14th doctor not a trick illusion or flashback so that was something that you know kind of a lot of speculation around we knew that you know, kind of the idea of the celestial toy maker possibly being in it, and maybe this is an illusion, or you know, could it be a clone, or could it be a flashback, or is it just a story that's already happened? You know, we had all these the specula speculation. Now we know he's officially the fourteenth Doctor. He's the next regeneration. We saw that happen with Jody, uh, you know, regenerating into him, yeah. and now we know that it's not a trick. Yeah, I, I mean. These are seeds that have been planted for a while, right? Like you're gonna, you're, you might even see some old faces um, mm. down down the road. So, for 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 RTD to be able to reach back to that one statement and just pull it out, I mean, we have all the justification we need to be like, okay, he legitimately is the 14th. Um, that said, my initial gut reaction is 
can we actually trust can we actually trust what what he's saying there has to be some some trick at play right um i think i think somewhere in that quote he also mentions like the doctor even recognizes this is wrong um he even might understand that this shouldn't be happening which mm-hmm. throws him into a little bit of a panic um, which we saw with the regeneration right he definitely looks like oh this is not how it's supposed to be um but yeah i i it's it's nice to be able to lay some of that speculation to rest now we can fully accept 14th doctor he shows up in pictures now even more times than what he did before um so yeah it's it's fun to see yeah we know it's not a trick but it's something right right there has to be some explanation yeah as to why he regenerated into a previous face um curious about personality right like just because he looks like the 10th doctor is he going to act like the 10th doctor yeah you know maybe not i hope he does because i like the 10th doctor but right (laughs) we get a completely different kind of kind of version of the doctor but uh, let let me just kind of say a a couple quotes here so russell t davies it says uh it says he makes it clear in issue 584 of doctor who magazine uh, that Tennant is unashamedly the 14th Doctor. He further explained, I know how fandom works. A lot of people will be thinking, David's not the real Doctor. He's a trick, an illusion, a flashback. But no, he's real. And then they they quote uh, script editor Scott Hancock as saying, it's funny, isn't it? We have a regeneration with a familiar face, and yet it's that familiarity which makes this process entirely different. We can't just overlook that. This is something that hasn't happened before. It's unusual, mysterious, and the doctor's more aware, more than aware of that, perhaps even troubled by it. Yeah. So, so a couple quotes, but yeah, um, yet to be explained as to why he he's back in an old body, but um, he's not an illusion and he's not a trick. Nope, no trickery doctor. there. Yeah. Can we can we take can we take that quote from Russell T Davies and basically just assume that he listened to or watched our previous two episodes and all our discussion about it's a trick it's an illusion it's a clone all that stuff and he 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 just wanted to address us directly i think i think it's safe to say that we can we can go there oh yeah 100% he definitely listens to our podcast oh yeah absolutely uh, so another thing speaking of regeneration uh, this kind of came up and i will admit i did not even notice this when I watched it, I don't think we talked about it in our episode recap of the finale of uh, that. Did we talk about it? Uh, it? It doesn't seem like a totally foreign conversation to me, but I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I don't think we talked about it. Okay. Maybe it was just in other things I read. Maybe I saw a comment on a Facebook group somewhere. We'll go into it though. Please. Okay. If we did talk about it, I will listen back to the end of our of our review. I don't think we've covered this. If okay. we did, maybe I'll cut this out of our podcast. But <laughs> we're not just like repeating things we already said. But the fact that when Jodie Whittaker re- regenerated into David Tennant, the clothes changed. Yeah. And usually when a doctor regenerates, the clothes stay the same. Right. right. And a lot of people were wondering, you know, why? Like, what's the explanation there? You know? And Russell T. Davies, I guess, you know, he basically, you know, came out with a bit of a, an explanation. Um, let's see here. What is his quote? Um, 
Davies has now explained his reasons, I was very certain that I didn't want David to appear in Jody's costume. I think the notion of men dressing in women's clothes, the notion of drag is very delicate. I'm a huge fan of that culture and the dignity of that. It's truly a valuable thing, but it has to be done with immense thought and respect. Uh, with respect to Jody and her doctor, I think it can look like mockery when a straight man wears her clothes. Uh, to put a great big six foot Scotsman into them looks like we're talking or we're taking the Mickey. I don't know my uh, my British uh, slang. <laughs> British <very> slang. Well. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, I guarantee you, it's the only photograph some of the papers would print for the for the rest of time. If they can play with gender in a sarcastic or critical way, they will. Um, yeah. And then he goes on to, you know, kind of explain, but kind of says some of the same things. So it was intentional. I And I didn't even think yeah. about that. Honestly, like I said, I don't think I even noticed it when I watched it the first time. It wasn't until people pointed it out that I was like, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Why didn't they still have the same clothes? In my explanation in my head, and maybe this is what we talked about if we did talk about it in our last episode, was they're bringing back David Tennant. It's supposed to be this really cool, like, oh, we're bringing back your favorite doctor. And if they had brought him back in Jodie Whittaker's outfit, it would have come across as a bit comical. And I didn't yeah. think they wanted to kind of ruin that moment yeah. and say, yeah, we brought David Tennant back, but it's like in a, kind of in this silly way. And he's wearing Jodie Whittaker's outfit, which doesn't look right on him, which I think Russell T. Davies kind of talked about in there too um so that was kind of my head explanation for it but then obviously he has his explanation too where he was wanting to be careful about kind of messing you know in that culture and just yeah. kind of how that might be perceived and i i know he's been criticized kind of both ways for it like some yeah. people have said hey he shouldn't have been afraid to kind of do that or he's taken away from an opportunity so i've definitely heard the criticisms of it but for me it makes sense. And, you know, honestly, like I said, I don't think I even noticed it was more like, oh, cool. David Tennant's back. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wait, he's not wearing the right clothes. Yeah, I, th I think I think for me, it's more of like, oh, he messed with something that is like core to Doctor Who. The regeneration always, always happens in this way. OK, but he was intentional, right? Like he had a purpose behind what he's doing. That's really all I ask. If someone makes a a choice like this just for kicks and giggles and just to i don't know change things up and be new and i struggle with that but the fact that he had a well thought out reason behind it he he had intentionality behind why he did it in this way he's not saying this is how it's always going to happen he's not saying what he's he's not saying it's never going to happen again but he had a reason for this one particular instance why he wanted to play out in a certain way and for that i have respect like to have a showrunner actually have that intentionality behind his decision awesome as a fan that's all i ask for i don't i don't want some wacky decision just be made because hey i'm the showrunner and i can make it i want to know the reasoning and i i appreciate him offering that um and, and at they... the end of the day it's not a big deal yeah and I don't think we'll ever get more of an explanation, like in universe explanation, right. like as to like, oh, why did it work this way? Maybe like five showrunners down the line somewhere, <laughs> they'll, they'll kind of refer back to this or something like, oh, sometimes doctors regenerate into new clothes. You can choose but, your face, you can choose your clothes. Yeah, you would think with the regeneration power, it seems to be pretty 
uh, pretty cool and it can do a lot of cool things. So why not be able to stitch you some new clothes while you're at it? Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I have enjoyed when a doctor regenerates and they have the same clothes on and kind of the whole process of them. Not that it looks silly because usually it doesn't, right? Yeah. Like this is the first time we've had a female doctor regenerate into a male that we've seen on screen. Uh, and so we've never been faced with this where in her, her outfit was kind of unisex anyways. It was not, I mean, it definitely leans right. female. It, it leans kind of more feminine, but it's definitely a bit unisex, but it would have looked silly on tenant. I think, whereas the other ways that we've had it where like, you know, tenant regenerates into Smith that, you know, didn't look weird on Smith because they both kind of look about the same. So, um, but it is always fun for the doctor kind of to discover their new clothes and how they decide and where they go to get them. Like, you know, Smith stole it from a doctor's right you know, from doctors <laughs> at a hospital. Other ones have had, you know, kind of done it different ways. And I think that's like kind of always a fun part of the new story is like how the doctor gets their new outfit. So now we don't have that. Do we need it with tenant? Probably not. Cause we've already gone through that with tenant. Yeah. They've already done that. Yeah. So it makes a ton of sense as to kind of why they did it. Um, I don't know. That's just my brain kind of thinking through it all. It's it, it's interesting though because it's it, we will get that from tenant to Gatwa. Yes, because we, you're right. He has he has the white shirt on and he has the tenant's tie un untied in his what the is going on moment, which is it's kind of surprising to me honestly that they have already shown us that. That is that is true. Right? Like, like that, that's that... that's unprecedented. Like yeah. I know we've already gotten the announcement that this doctor is coming, but to already show him kind of post regeneration, yeah, in the old doctor's clothes. That is true. Like that's usually something you save, right? That's a, that's yeah. kind of a big moment that you save for for a special and not necessarily something you show in a trailer. And they've shown it multiple times now in in the in the trailers. Yeah. Yep. So um, I think honestly, from a promotional perspective i think the reason why they're showing it is to remind us yeah you know that this guy's coming oh most definitely to get us excited about him and that they're like yeah this is tenants kind of special but don't forget we have another doctor coming and here he is saying something really cool (laughs) looking cool in his outfit so um and we'll talk more about his new outfit in a little bit but yeah they definitely haven't shied away from showing us uh shutigawa as the doctor we already know what he looks like as the doctor I mean, as as post regeneration and as we'll get to his and actual costume. Yes, costume. Yep. Yeah. Um. So new companion. We'll talk about that. I'm going to skip that though because there's a couple other things I want to save the new companion till okay till till kind of the end here. But um, this one I, we can kind of just hit real quick because I think this is still a super rumor <laughs> and de- definitely not anything that's been verified, but there's more and more rumors around there being Doctor Who spinoffs. You know, the whole idea of them creating this entire Doctor Who kind of universe, uh, a la, you know, kind of like Marvel's doing, uh, Star Wars is doing, and Doctor Who maybe wanting to jump on that. So there's rumors, there's nothing confirmed, rumors that shows are in like really early kind of development, just ideas yeah. being out there. Um, I forget where this report came from and it's probably from like 
the mirror or whatever. So I'm sure we'll get flack for even giving it any airtime. But I figure it's kind of worth there's like a quote here that I thought was kind of funny. It says, A source said fans can expect to see Centaurans, Weeping Angels, and Sea Devils in separate series showing what they get up to when the doctor isn't there to stop them, <laughs> along with Daleks and Cybermen. Um and I'm like, I don't care about that stuff is kind of my instant reaction. Like if you're going to do some spinoffs and kind of try to turn this into a universe, please don't give me like a whole series about Daleks or, <laughs> or Cybermen. Like make it about interesting characters, yeah. maybe previous companions or yeah. you know, dare I say previous doctors, you know, get an eighth doctor series or something. But yeah, you know, don't do these silly spinoffs where it's like this entire show is all about Cybermen. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Nope. I have no interest in that. Agreed. I don't want to watch Suntarans making coffee or sea devils fishing off their boat. That's I don't care what they get up to when the doctor's not present, to be quite honest. Yeah. That said, that said, there is there is that opportunity, right? Like you you mentioned previous companions. There are some interesting, interesting characters um that you could tease out and it's not like this is something new right like we had the sarah jane chronicles we had torchwood like these spin-off shows have been attempted um and i think that's why although this is still a a rumor it doesn't seem too far-fetched like we've seen similar things happen before we had a quote from back when rtd just was announced where he's like hey Things that I tried to do, I did them too soon. Like if if I had the opportunity now, look, think of what I could have done with like the MCU or what we're seeing with all of these um, universe shows. Uh, it's it's an interesting idea, right? And then again, it's attached to Disney now. It does seem like Disney just has this tendency to be like, oh, cool, let's let's pull this out here. Is it successful? Cool, how can we spin this off? Um, it, it, it's an interesting idea. Um, yeah, I think Disney's going to make them prove themselves first. Oh, yeah. Before this, like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Right, right. You know, let's see where, let's see where this one lands. I think they do have high hopes. Like I said, it's kind of a bit of a soft reboot. It seems like they're going to really put a lot of promotion behind this, I'm sure. Um, and they're hoping that people get really excited about Doctor Who again. Um, but you can't go and start developing three spinoffs until you know the first show is going to work. And I think that once they, if if Doctor Who hits Disney Plus and is like one of their, is their biggest download, yeah. you know, for the first three months, then they're going to start, I mean, it'll be, green light, green light, green light. Like, yeah. let's start development on this show. Let's start developing. And they'll start developing shows. That's kind of what they did with the Star Wars movies, you know, when uh, Disney bought Star Wars. They put a ton of movies into development. Now, did all those movies make it? Absolutely not. No. Disney canceled a ton of Star Wars projects yeah. uh, because the solo movie didn't do well. Yeah. And, and that's what they were kind of hoping for to kind of prove it. Now, once Mandalorian did well, TV show. Suddenly they're like, oh, TV, <laughs> we've proven that work. So let's yep. green light Ahsoka. Let's green light Andor. Let's green light Skeleton Crew. Let's green light Kenobi. And next thing you know, Boba Fett. I mean, everybody's got their own show now. So yeah. a lot of it does kind of depend on the success of this first iteration on Disney Plus. And, you know, no pressure. 
Shutigatwa, but you're the first doctor where um, that's going to be, you know, depending on how season 14 does probably will determine if we see this kind of whole idea of a larger universe. And honestly, as a fan, I don't know if I want it. Like, I really don't know if Doctor Who works as a large universe. I don't know if they have enough strong characters yeah. to make good quality shows, you know, because I, you know, honestly, the shows that they've done so far uh, as spinoffs haven't really landed for me. Do you, do you remember the class from 2016? Uh, yeah, That's... Flash in the Pan. Oh, wow. That one, that one was... Well, they did it before we knew it. They've tried a lot. You know, they've tried, they've they've tried an animated series. Yeah. 10th Doctor uh, that, you know, had a handful of episodes. They did the Daleks animated series that I don't know if that's still going, but I don't (laughs) think it is. But I never watched an episode because it looked so bad. Yeah. In the class. And then obviously the ones that you had already mentioned, which I think found some level of success, you know, with Torchwood and stuff. But you have to remember Torchwood came out at the height of kind of the uh, the 10th doctor's popularity yeah and i think it, it kind of rode the doctor's coattails a little bit yeah and i and i think that's i think there's a question that needs to be asked is at what point does it just cease to be doctor who and i think i think that happens very quickly once the doctor's not present it's just a sci-fi show that has elements that we see show up in doctor who doctor who episodes i think when you mentioned like without the doctor like do you really want to watch some of these things i don't know maybe maybe that's the that's the hard part is that it just becomes another sci-fi show um that takes place in a universe that the doctor is somewhere out there um but it's lacking some of those things that kind of draw you in to doctor who and it doesn't have the same kind of like library of content to pull from you know like marvel is a very unique entity in that they literally have, you know, decades of comics yeah. that have come out with hundreds and hundreds of characters that have different levels of popularity, but they can pull them in, create a show about Ant-Man or, you know, whatever, but you can pick kind of more obscure characters, but because they have a connection to the universe already, and there's kind of this built-in lore, it's it has more to build off of. Star yeah. Wars is an expansive kind of epic you know, they're already established all these planets and alien species and characters that you can kind of pull from. Doctor Who has been much more focused on an individual character that's had a lot of different iterations, but it's it's never been so expansive. And I think what people love about Doctor Who is is already in Doctor Who. Yeah. You know, nobody's yep. out there crying for, oh, we went to this one planet. You know, let's do a whole show about that. Like, I can't even, I probably can't even name you you know, any key planets that the Doctor has gone to other than the ones that we know, like Gallifrey or like, you know, certain ones, obviously, yeah. but just the random planet he visited in season four. I don't remember that. You know, I don't yeah. remember the name of it and I don't necessarily need a show about it, you know, yeah. and that's what I think maybe Doctor Who doesn't have the same foundation that some of these other franchises have to make this work. Yeah, maybe, maybe an anthology, like you said, I could I could maybe find one or two episodes with Weeping Angels, interesting minus the Doctor. Um, I don't you better know bring if, back some characters that I've already seen though. I, I don't know the we. I think I think the Weeping Angels are strong enough. At least their original iteration is strong enough to have one or two episodes minus the Doctor. But I think any more than that, and it does slowly 
break down. Um, they become less interesting because you lose you you lose that mystery, that terror, that terror. Um, I mean, the planet, the the library planet, get there as the Vasha Narada start to to terrorize the planet. That might be interesting to watch an episode or two of the planet fall into to disarray. Um, but yeah, I you're you're right. I don't know if there is that that staying power once you remove the doctor from it. So Doctor Who seasons have been getting shorter and shorter. <laughs> we now officially know how many episodes are going to be in series 14. Did you hear this number? Yes. Yes. Eight. Eight. Eight episodes. That's going to go by so fast. It is. It is. But I think um, paired with the next article, the next piece of news that the gap years, they're going to slowly try to get rid of those gap years. I can take a shorter season if I then don't have to wait two years before the next season comes out. Give me a high quality eight episode season. Make me wait six, eight months, and then give me another high quality eight episode season. And I think I'd be really happy. It's this eight episodes and then you wait two years for six episodes. Then you wait two years for 10 episodes. Like, that that uh, that is hard so if shorter episodes but if they get rid of that gap year like they've uh they're rumored to talking about i'm cool with that and christmas episodes yes. rtds bringing back the christmas specials. yes 2024 is going to be the debut of um of series 14 i think yes. that they have already confirmed though that there's going to be a christmas special in 2023 yes that one's so, already already underway but they're writing 2024 right now yeah yeah so his quote here it says uh davies confirmed that there will be eight episodes he explained okay that's fewer than the last season but give us time we have plans and that's a promise i hope you have plans yeah, yeah absolutely so <laughs> they hired you um there will also be another christmas special in 2024 in fact rtd confirmed he's writing it now for the first time ever i'm writing a christmas special at christmas uh apparently he was referring to writing 2024's Christmas special because 2023 script has already been written. So, yes, yes. So, cool. I'm excited um, about Christmas specials coming back. I felt like that was a a Doctor Who tradition that I really liked. And when they kind of switched to the whole New Year's special and doing that thing, and then this last year we didn't get anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no Christmas special, no New Year's special. So, it doesn't feel right. Uh, you know, that time of year to not have something. And I prefer Christmas specials over New Year's specials. So <laughs> yes, bring it back. I, I 100% agree. There's there's something special about a, a Christmas special, especially some of the really good ones that we've had of Doctor Who um, in years past. So yeah, I'm stoked for that. Yes. And you had mentioned the no, you know, we're not waiting too long between seasons, which I think is, like you said, really good. Um Let's see here. What did he say? He says, um, Davies has promised to return to regular annual TV schedule from 2023, much like how things were in his first era. Uh, speaking in the new issue of Doctor Who magazine, Davies said, we're working hard to close those gaps. Yeah. It takes a while to get the Empire in shape, but that's a serious plan. Annual Doctor Who, no gap years, lots of content, on and on and on. 
Yes, please. <laughs> that was him saying yes, please, not me. Lots uh, of content on and on and on. Yeah, that's an interesting quote. Lots of content on and on and on. That, you know, if you want to read into it, and we're talking about, you know, other shows yeah. they could be, you know, proposing. Um, maybe that is in his plans. Like, uh, yeah, maybe Doctor Who ends, you know, at a certain time, but then it picks up with the spinoff series for, you know, eight episodes, then it jumps yeah. back into Doctor Who. Um, that's kind of how Disney has been doing it with some of their other shows where there's rarely a time where there's not some new Star yeah. Wars or some new Marvel content out there. Yeah. I mean, take the take the Mando Book of Boba Fett approach where it's like you have the Mandalorian season and then you have the the Boba Fett side character essentially show up and then in Mando and then you have Mando kind of tag team in at the very last couple episodes of Boba Fett and you could have Doctor Who and then you could have Unit and then the Doctor shows up at the end of the Unit that then goes into the next Doctor Who series. I'm sure RTD has things planned out, but you're absolutely right. That the comment as far as content and content and on and on and on. He's so he's got things in mind. This is just this is kind of just out of nowhere. So yeah, obviously I didn't give you time to prep for this question. But what's one thing like if you could decide what the next Doctor Who spinoff was about, and it could be anything. Like yeah. don't 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 even worry about if it's likely or if the actor might not come back doesn't matter just like your dream show <laughs> what would it be i see what i what i was just ripping on i think that is i think that's what i would i would potentially like to see like i would like to see a, a season of doctor who right like eight solid episodes that end with some like cataclysmic event that removes the doctor from the picture and so a group of individuals, be it unit, be it some side companions, whatever, they then have a series that's not Doctor Who. It's their own series of them like trying to pick up the pieces. And then towards the end, the doctor's back and it leads into the next episode or the next series of Doctor Who. It's kind of like mm. some of those, those episodes of Doctor Who that we've had where it's like, Oh, what is that one where he did the the misplaced misplaced earth misplaced? I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where it's basically like you have all these fast forward sequences of these people doing all these things. You have like Martha doing this stuff, and you have all these other companions, and you know there's a lot of story there, right? You want to see that story? Give us that story. Like, give us the the how horrible things are when the doctor's not there. Give us the the tragedies. Give us the tension. And you then want to see the, the normals. I want, yeah. <laughs> you want the normals. Don't say the normals. The muggles. The you want norm- to see what the, the muggles are doing want- <laughs> when the wizards are away. I don't- okay, you, you just killed my idea. Okay. Yeah, that's see, that for me is, I get that. And like, I think that is some, there is definitely an audience for that. You know, that's what, it's kind of one of the things that comes up in Star Wars. People are like, oh, I'm so tired of, lightsabers and don't give jedi. me the jedi i don't want to see the jedi i want the pilots exactly I want like one. show me the pilots i want to know what the the janitor's doing you know? <laughs> uh, you know, like and i'm sitting here thinking are you kidding me like that's why star wars is cool because of the jedi right because of the sith because of all this stuff that makes star wars unique like you can have regular soldiers in any sci-fi story 
but you can only have Jedi in Star Wars. And in Doctor Who, to me, that is, you can only have the Doctor in Doctor Who, or you can only have the TARDIS in Doctor Who, or time the time travel element. Yeah. So for me, if they're going to do a spinoff show, I don't want to see what the normals are doing. I could care less. <laughs> but if there's another character that has a TARDIS, or there's another character that, you know, you know, some sort of time travel element to it, because there's been plenty of characters introduced yeah. that can do that stuff. Rivers one that can try and travel without a TARDIS. There's other ones that can. There's been t- characters that have disappeared with TARDISes. There's been characters that have the same powers as the Doctor that that disappeared. So there are some of the key elements that make Doctor Who unique is out there. It's out there. There's there are these hanging threads that they could pick up with some of these characters. Yeah. You know, just not that I would want to see this, but just for example, the character that Maisie Williams played. Lady Me, I was Lady just thinking, Me, yeah, you know, has her own TARDIS. She's out there, and I think isn't she with Clara? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, they probably have a hard time getting Clara back, but you know, maybe Lady Me's out there, kind of doing her own version of Doctor Who, where she's kind of going around to different times and kind of saving the day from a whole different perspective because she's not a Time Lord. Um, I don't know, stuff like that is way more interesting to me than like what what is Unit doing. But so, you and I could be on separate separate pages on this one. I'll, I'll kick off a podcast for uh, the spinoff episodes of all the normies doing their thing. And <laughs> you can kick off a podcast when uh, Bill Potts, Pearl Mackey shows back up with Puddle Girl. Um, there we that go. could be your See? new, your new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my wish list is that. Yeah, give me the spinoffs, but make it still Doctor Who make it unique enough that it feels like Doctor Who. Okay, we're going to find middle ground and we're just going to have an entire series of Nardle. Just like <laughs> popping in and out of time with random people doing random stuff. Just He's all tragically all dead, right? Yeah, I think he died. He's he, dead. Is it Cyberman? During, the, during the Cyberman yeah, kind of thing? When yeah. Pearl Mackey got, or Bill Potts got switched to a cyber... Person. Yeah, I think he's dead. Although they haven't shied away from bringing that character back when it doesn't make sense. So uh, you never All know. Good. All good. All right. Uh, did we get through all the kind of normal yes. news? Yeah. Now it's time for the big stuff. Now for the big stuff, right? All right. So we did get a new companion uh, announcement. And uh, let me see if, where I can find that. Did you move it on me? Yeah, I moved oh. it. It's right before the 60th. <laughs> Found it. All right. So so they announced the new companion is going to be Millie Gibson. Yes. Is going to be uh, Shuti Gatwas. They actually use the terminology companion too. They do. Which... I thought that was interesting that they, they referred to it as a companion. That definitely seemed like something that Chibnall tried to stray away, uh, stray away from. Yeah, they've kind of flip-flopped on that, I think. I think they realized... I think they thought the term companion could maybe come across as problematic. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, it's called friends, it's called family, fam, whatever you want to call it, but let's not yeah. use the term companion. But I think they realized that in the vernacular of the fandom, we're going to call it companion no matter what you call it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, like, to me, this is just another instance of um, <clears throat> you referred to it as like a reboot, right? Like, they're taking it back to this formula that they know worked really well with a little bit with the ninth, but definitely with the tenth. Um, and even into the eleventh, they had this certain formula that worked really well. 
it feels like there's so many bits and pieces of things that are happening of news that are coming out of castings that they're doing that it's like ah like okay that's that's where that fits into the formula oh that's where this fits even something as simple as returning to using the phrase companion mm -hmm. it's like okay you you are you are latching back onto what you know worked really really well with the tenth yeah right um let's see so they gave us a, a press release here and it's kind of long i don't know if it's worth reading the whole thing but i'll start it uh millie gibson has landed the role of ruby sunday the doctor's new companion starring alongside juti gatwa millie will make her de debut over the fef festive season in 2023 when the 15th doctor takes control of the tardis so 15th doctor taking control of the tardis in 2023 uh, which implies the, the Christmas special will probably be, I guess, his first episode. You I would say that? first full episode. I think we're probably going to see him do his whole transition, uh, make his statement at the end of whatever those three specials end up being called. Best known for her role as Coronation Street's Kelly Nealon, 18-year-old Millie was the recipient of the Best Young Performer Award at the British Soap Awards earlier this year. Millie has also appeared in dramas Butterfly and Love Lies in Records. Speaking of her new role, Millie Gibson says, While still being in total disbelief, I am beyond honored to be cast as a doctor's companion. It is a gift of a role and a dream come true. I will do everything to try and fill the boots the fellow companions have traveled in before me. And what better way to do that than being by the fabulous Shuti Gatwa's side? I just can't wait to get started. Um, all right. So Coronation Street's Kelly Nealon. Uh, Gotta love it. Did you know? Have you, no. have you watched it? <laughs> oh, yeah. No? Weekly. Maybe. Okay. Annually. I don't know. How I often assumed, does it show? I assumed you're in the same boat as me. Happens to us a lot. Sorry for you uh, British Doctor Who fans out there that, you know, are more aware of the the other television, but. Nope, never. I've heard of Coronation Street. I did not yes. know what it was. No. I did not ever watch it. Don't know any actors from it. Didn't recognize her. I've never seen her in anything. So she's completely new to me. Yeah. Um, and I did, like like I did when Shuti Gat was, was announced, I went, okay, he's got a, a Netflix show. I can go watch some of the episodes, get a sense for him as an actor. Uh, I wanted to do the same thing for her. Uh, found clips on YouTube. <laughs> pretty much like youtube like if you if you have the patience and piece it all together you can watch full episodes they they do it in these, like <laughs> these clips but nice. um coronation street i guess is a show i can't i don't know, i'm trying to think of how i would describe it or to someone who's never seen it and compare it to maybe something in american tv and really there's nothing like it in american it's not TV. a soap so it's a it, when they say soap it's not the same as like our soap operas okay. in the U u.s like that are just like, it's like almost like they film them with a completely different camera and different yeah, lighting yeah, yeah. where it just stands out as like, oh, this is on a stage. It's cheesy, horrible yeah. acting. This was more like definitely some kind of soap opera-esque storylines, but the production value was higher than our soaps. Okay. The, the acting was better. It almost felt more like a drama. Okay. Um, And it had it like a, this show in particular kind of had a law and order kind of element to it because a lot of it's happening in a, in like during trials. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know enough about the show if that's how it always is, <laughs> but I got the sense that maybe the main characters, some of the main characters in the show are like the lawyers. 
I, um, I'm just laughing because you're like, yeah, you can watch a full episode by piecing together episodes on YouTube. You've like watched probably like 10 different episodes. And you well, no, to- I was looking for specific clips that, that her character was yeah. in. And it was funny because her character is kind of like, I, I think she's just in one storyline. I don't know. I could okay. be way off here. And people that are big fans of that show are probably like, ah. <laughs> but there was this really important storyline where like uh, there's a murder that happens and she's like kind of on the wrong side of it. Like she's one of the bad kids that like, you know, caused this girl to get murdered. Um, And so she's on trial and she's like a witness, but I mean, I think maybe they thought her boyfriend did it, but then like it got, you know, to maybe she did it. Yeah. Now it's starting to sound more like a soap opera. Right. Um, uh, I just, I just want you to explain shows that we've never watched before to me. Like, just we'll we'll do this every other week. You just that's need gonna to be explain episodes. To that's me. gonna be our spinoff podcast. Aaron explaining British shows that you've never seen. I'm sorry, <laughs> poorly, I'm I've lost poorly it. explained. Uh, so yes, uh, what I what I got out of it was I got to see her acting, um. And I got to see her kind of play a certain type of character, kind of a mean girl, almost esque <laughs> character. I'm sorry, you're loving I'm, this. <laughs> I'm losing it. I just keep on. Okay, let me compose myself. Yeah. I'll make sure that these clips end up on YouTube so people can see how hard you are laughing. <laughs> so, take my my takeaway. You're explaining a lot in nothing all at the same time. <laughs> I'm loving it. Okay, mean mean girl-esque character. My takeaway from it is she plays a mean girl very well. I'll be curious to see because I think the the character they're going to go with for you know her as a companion is probably not going to be the same type. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I think she's going to be more of the sweet kind of girl next door. You know, I don't know why I'm thinking that, but it just feels like you know that would what they would do versus a kind of a, a mean girl type personality. So yeah, I mean I. Her acting was fine. Like, you know, like I said, I've never seen her or anything. So this is the only impression I have of her, but I could totally see her in that role and being a companion. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you, you did, you tried to do the research. Um, Honestly, that didn't even cross my mind to try to look up clips. I was like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't know where to find that show. I'm not, I, I I literally just like went into YouTube and typed in Coronation Street. And I think I put her, the act actress's name and then there you go like tons of clips (laughs) i guess i'll need to do that my my impression though was like okay this this fits this fits the bill right like it's a very it's a very it she strikes you as a very rose-esque character um i don't want to put her in a box um i'm not saying that even in a bad way um but she it definitely feels like you have the young doctor you have the young companion you you have that dynamic back in play um it's going to be interesting to see see if they take my preconceived notions and totally usurp those right out of the gate i think that would be a huge surprise but i think it would probably be a pleasant surprise to be like okay you fooled me with kind of the the set pictures of them leaning against the TARDIS mm-hmm. and like smiles and and the way that they always present them is almost always in that way if something comes out and she does play that mean girl if she comes out and there's that dynamic of her razzing on the doctor um constantly 
it would it would be an interesting dynamic, but I think you're right. I think it's probably going to be played very, very similar to how we've seen the um, Billy Piper Rose dynamic. Um, I think out. a strong personality is definitely going to be part of any time you bring in a character into Doctor Who. I don't know that we've ever gotten a companion that didn't have. Oh yeah, a, a no. strong person. Maybe like, you know, kind of the companions. Companions sometimes fill that role. Right like yeah. the Rory's and those type of characters where they're kind of maybe a little bit more timid or, you know, kind of don't, you know, they're a little scared and, and they tend to have a lot more character growth, but, <laughs> but a lot of these care these, you know, kind of one, you know, singular companions that have, have been traveling with the doctor over the years are always very strong personality. So I, yeah. I imagine she's going to have a strong personality, how that personality comes across. Is she going to be sarcastic? Is she going to be funny? Right. Is she going to be adventurous? Who knows? what it's going to be but um mean girl is not on the list of things i'm expecting for yeah. sure like the the character that she played in coronation street i just don't i don't see that being and maybe i didn't watch enough of coronation street maybe she has a complete like uh uh you saw the evil twin yeah you're right yeah there you go but may, maybe she gets a little bit of um justification i don't know yeah. what the word i'm looking for here but yeah she gets, i'm, I'm- I'm curious to know if we're going to see that other aspect of the formula play formula play out, right? Like we have the young doctor, we have the young companion. Do we get that meek and mim- uh, timid um, part-time companion? Like, do we, do we get the Mickey to the Rose? Do we get the um, Rory to the Amy? Like, do we, do we have that dynamic play out? Um, or right? do we get, yeah. Like, do we get that? And I was kind of wondering the same thing, or do we get another, um because we've had some companions that were not that right oh yeah yeah like bill wasn't no you no know, they no. they did eventually bring in like a nardle but like bill wasn't associated to nardle and clara clara, clara was really... very much her own right character. until she did have danny pink she they brought in danny pink but that was kind of later on yeah. and and he almost didn't feel that same i mean in a few episodes he did feel kind of the rory role but it definitely wasn't as much as rory um so yeah, it, like you said, is there a family member? Is there a, cause there always seems to be some connection to either family member, or a friend, a, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever that comes along or eventually becomes part of the cast or will they just kind of really stick to the doctor companion dynamic and not bring in those extra yeah. characters? Yeah. So we'll, we shall see. Uh, Russell T Davies did, did have a quote here. Uh, he says, it's the great honor of my job to find the next generation of talent and Millie shines like a star already. She's brilliant, dynamic, clever, and a wonderful actor. As a Coronation Street fan, I've seen Millie survive chases, guns, and sieges, but that's nothing compared to what lies ahead for Ruby Sunday. So I didn't see the guns and sieges uh, in Coronation Street. So, <laughs> and Ruby Sunday, the name it is yeah that's a doctor who name it like is they, yeah it's it's a good one i like it yeah 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 agreed all right so you know i think we can both agree there's potential here for this character it wasn't you know they could have gone any direction with you know what type of person they're going to cast in this like you said i think they're kind of going back to kind of an old formula here and um yeah i don't know much about about her but she seems to fit 
kind of what they're trying to do. And I'm excited to see what, you know, what she brings to the role. Yeah, absolutely. It seems very appropriate for the Disney era. Uh, speaking of that, the uh, the fifteenth Doctor's costume was also revealed, along with I guess um, Ruby Sundays as well, because we got some I guess like set photos or promotional photos of Shutigatwa, head to toe, full costume. Uh, when I first saw it, I didn't know if it was just them kind of doing some pro- promotional pictures of Shuti Gatwa or if it was actually the doctor's costume. Yeah. Quickly realized it was the doctor's costume. This is legit. This is what we're going to see. We've seen him regenerated. We've seen him in kind of what Tennant was wearing. But now we know what he will eventually change into. This is going to be his costume. Uh, first impressions? It's striking. It definitely stands out. Um, it sticks out to you. I I personally like like the coat. Um, I like the pants. And I'll let you state your opinion, but I didn't mind the color. Um, I think I think it looks looks really good at really good on him. Um, I do dig the boots, the the leather boots, those those definitely stuck out. Um he he has that um that interesting piece that I don't think we've seen on any any modern doctor, the necklace. Um, and he looks he looks very serious and put together. I think uh, Tennant and Matt Smith, to some extent, both of them dressed up, um, but they had their own, like, uh, they were kind of raggedy right matt smith raggedy man like it wasn't they were they had the tie on they weren't put together their coat was oversized their they looked rough he does not look rough he looks very polished with what he has on and i don't i don't know if you remember but that was kind of one of the things that i was hoping for yeah is i wanted like a kind of more put together doctor i was imagining in my head more of like a little more i don't know the right word to say something a little more traditional maybe, or like a solid color or something like almost like a James Bond kind of character almost yeah. was kind of flying through my head. And I was like, Oh, shoot. got would look so cool. in like a, like a sleek black suit or something. So it definitely wasn't expecting or not expecting, but like more kind of like my hopes for what the character might look like was kind of more that direction. And this is much more, I mean, there are elements to this that are super traditional you know, across all the modern doctors, except for, I would say, take Eccleston out of the picture. Yeah. But everyone from Tenant on, including Jodie Whittaker, has had kind of that traditional type of clothing with like a suit, like a jacket or a suit or kind of like that type of look. Yeah. And the the patterns and things that have been involved in their outfits. And I think they really stuck with that almost more than I expected them to. I almost expected it to be like a more out there kind of maybe like fifth doctor kind of vibe or yeah. something a little bit more out there. This um, is, yeah, you could just see him walking down the street and you wouldn't bat an eye. Like this is a very kind of normal type of outfit. And the only thing that really pops is that kind of orange sweater that he's got on there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think what you said, as far as like, you could see someone walking down the street in this, it's mm-hmm. grounded, right? Like he, he would blend in. Um yeah, it's it's not it's not out there by any stretch of the imagination. I kind of wondered because the the initial image that they released was him and he has his hands in his pockets. 
and I was like, oh, I wonder if that was intentional because they don't want us to see like there, maybe there's something spoilerish like yeah. on his hands, like rings or whatever that he may be wearing. Um, but then like soon after they released like a video of him talking and he shows his hands and he's, he does, I think he is wearing a couple of rings. Yeah. So he's definitely rocking some rings too. Um, but I think the only thing that maybe if I had to crit- criticize it, like I love the suit. I think the jacket length is really cool. Love the shoes. The, the color pop that orange is a little like, it's almost too seasonal for me. Like when I see it, I automatically think like fall season yeah. and like, you know, that's the only thing that kind of stood out to me where I was like, Oh, like it's not as, as, uh, versatile as maybe I, I was hoping. And like, maybe he'll change that from time to time. Like the suit will stay the same, but he'll change kind of what he's wearing under the suit. Like maybe a different sweater, a different shirt that, you know, kind of depending on where they're going or what time of year it is. But like a Christmas special with him popping that orange, it just doesn't fit. You know? <laughs> yeah, that okay, orange I'll- is very specific. I'll, I'll I'll give you that. I mean, it's definitely not like the, uh, what is it? The capsule wardrobe where it's like, you need the very basic colors that go with everything. Mm-hmm. That shirt would not be found in a capsule wardrobe. Um, <laughs> that is a very distinct piece that, I mean, honestly, you probably only wear it with the jacket and the pants because it goes perfectly with both of those. Um, if I had to pick anything, the shirt length, that orange shirt, it seems a little short. I'm just imagining myself raising my arms and having that shirt go well past my navel, um, he's going to have to keep his arms down on a regular basis because, uh, well, I mean, in some of the other pictures I've seen of the man, he, he, he doesn't nice need abs. to worry about that. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. <laughs> he, he can put uh, his hands over the, his head all he wants. Uh, there's nothing it, to be embarrassed about. Yeah, I see what you're saying about the length. And I think um, upon first glance, it almost you're like, oh, he's wearing like a T-shirt or whatever. But then as you kind of look at it closer, it's actually like a, it almost looks like a cashmere sweater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it that, definitely is fuzzy. Yeah. So it might be, yeah, it might be just the style of that sweater is just like a shorter cut like that. Maybe he's got, maybe he's got like a t-shirt under there. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's, he's wearing a tank top underneath it, but it's a I, good look. Um, I, I will give it, I will give it a positive review. I like the look. I like that it's kind of a mix of being, you know, eye catching, but also very traditional. And you can't go wrong with a cool suit, right? All yeah. the doctors like to rock the cool suits. It's it's going to be interesting to see, like you said, if it changes, if there's mm. if there's going to be those color variations that we've seen with, I mean, Tenant Tenant had a couple variations to even what he wore. Definitely, um, it it'll be interesting to see if they and Smith the changed his outfit completely. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. he had us. I think his final season was a completely new outfit. Um, I feel like, I feel like Capaldi had a bit of a a, a more. I'm trying to remember now because he had that very specific look at the beginning, but yeah. I felt like he kind of added some elements or something to it. He, I know he like, changed his hair a lot. I was gonna say like he slowly digressed to just mm-hmm. being less and less put together as his yeah. seasons his seasons went on. Yeah. So we also get. Um, the companion as well kind of I, what i'm assuming since his is the official outfit i would assume now companions tend to change their clothes you know multiple times so this isn't necessarily going to be the only thing she wears but probably when we first see her this will be kind of what she's wearing which you know good style she also has really cool boots she also chopped her hair from yes. the very first promotional image yes it's much shorter and the the second image the the promotional image with the the costumes and 
Gatwa has a mustache, very distinctive mustache, which we see in the trailer as well. But yeah, her hair is definitely, she's taken off a few inches from her hair. Now, I will say this. If you look at that picture of them kind of standing in the trailer, kind of the entrance of the trailer, and you think about Disney, like that does look like a promotion for a Disney Channel show. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. If you, if you put the Disney Channel logo like with that picture, like it, like for anyone that's afraid, like, oh, they're going to Disney-fy Doctor Who, this is some evidence they could put in that column because <laughs> it definitely looks Disney-esque. Like this is the young, a very young-looking Doctor, which we're not used to with a very young companion um it looks like a couple teenagers hanging out that could be going yeah. to like the the disney channel high school so that did stand out to me i was like okay it's, they're definitely i think intentionally targeting a younger audience yeah with this and who they casted and trying to bring in you know hoping that they can retain the older audience that already loves doctor who but also bring in a, a whole new generation of, of of fans who maybe would see someone like Peter Capaldi and be like, Oh, I'm not going to watch that show about that old man. You know, yeah. whereas you see these characters, they look young, they look hip, they have nice style where they go, like, Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, I'll watch that show. You know? So there's some, definitely some uh, st strategy, I think around, you know, the youth that they're going for here. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we called it a few episodes back. Like they definitely are grasping back to that younger audience. I mean, even with the, the, the show that Shruti Gatwa is coming from, um, like that younger audience, kind of the the hip name coming from that, um, the casting of the younger companion, it definitely looks like they're grasping for that younger fan base. And I mean, even with the Barbie movie, the trailer just recently dropped and you have a brief glimpse of Shruti Gatwa dancing behind, um, oh, which one is he? Is it Ryan Gosling? Ryan Gosling, yes. Thank you. I knew it wasn't Reynolds, but I always want to mix those names up. I mean, dancing behind him, it's like there is there is that younger audience appeal. Um, and it's yeah. it's on, it's Disney. You know, like, not the production's not Disney. But if you're going to be promoting it and showing it on Disney, yeah, there is already a very young audience that is attached to that platform. So if you see these characters pop up as a tile on your Disney homepage yeah. and you're like oh what's this doctor who thing i've never heard of oh those guys look cool like let me watch you know it's yeah it's it's kind of a perfect formula now will it all work out we'll see but they definitely have a strategy here oh yeah oh absolutely absolutely all right last but not least uh, any other comments on the uh on the outfits no no comments on the outfits. We do have the uh, the the returning casting of uh, Kate Lethbridge Stewart from from Unit. She that was just recently announced um, that she is going to be returning along with a mystery character. Um, yeah, which yeah, which others have said, oh, this is just the introduction for the spinoff series. They're setting the table mm -hmm. to to have have the unit series show up after afterwards but um yeah yeah and uh, this so anurin bernard is the other actor that they're yes. introducing here do you are you familiar <laughs> i am not i did not have my time i had time to do my research on this one so i i'll have to look up what else they're in 
but um apparently playing a character named is this a typo roger app william william is the yeah. g silent no that is that is what it shows up everywhere peaky blinders um midsummer murders another bbc show um the goldfinch 1899 Uh, and that's about that's about it Hmm. i've heard of most of those things so yeah i mean i've only named oh oh the personal history of david copperfield that was a great movie highly recommend that movie um i mean he's a he's in a lot but I just named the ones that I I am familiar with. Um, hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I I was wondering with the last name. I'm like, I was like, that has to be some Welsh. And yeah, it is. I, I looked it up. I'm like, okay, he's a Welsh actor. That makes sense. Um. So I definitely am probably pronouncing the names wrong, because Welsh is pretty hard to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But apparently, so I just did a quick search uh, because I did not do my research on this character. Um, but apparently, people are saying that there may be a connection to the Seventh Doctor with this character. So who knows? I'll have to do a little bit more research as to you know if it's notable or not, or if it's just speculation. Interesting. But, um, but yeah, you you listed off the, some of his credits, and it sounds like uh, he's been in some pretty notable stuff. Peaky Blinders was you know. I think it's still going, but it's it was a pretty popular show. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And Kate, she's she keeps coming back. They really like bringing that character back. Yeah, she's kind true. of the uh, most notable recurring character we've probably had in recent Doctor Who. I mean, she she goes all the way back to Smith. Yes, definitely Smith with the fiftieth anniversary. Uh, was that her first appearance, 50th anniversary? So, I mean, technically, Tennant, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, War Doctor, right. Tennant, Smith, Capaldi. Uh, and she also was, you know, Jodie Whittaker's doctor as well. So she's she's had interactions with, at minimum, five, six doctors. Yeah. that's I, I saw someone make the comment, and I wish I could remember who, who so I could credit them, but something along the lines of Kate Lethbridge, Stewart, collects uh doctors like thanos collects infinity stones that's, <laughs> there you go she, she she has gathered them all um and now this is like so this is casting for they're saying the next season of of doctor who and not for the 60th anniversary stuff so right. it sounds like these characters won't be appearing in the 60th anniversary specials with david Tennant, but will be appearing in shooty stuff yes so she might kate might be getting a bit of a break although wouldn't shock me if she popped up in the 60th know, right? at some point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we can talk about the trailer, but there's definitely some indication that her her group might be involved um, at some point. Yeah. All right. So they did give us a teaser trailer. Um. So what I think I'm going to do is like kind of what we did last time we, we looked at a trailer is I'm going to play the audio for that trailer um for the podcast listeners and then uh and then we will we'll kind of look at it like we'll pause and kind of look at different scenes that we think are interesting and kind of speculate sometimes i think there's something missing like i had something lovely 
show is just beginning. Worldwide premiere. Who are they? Monsters. I don't believe in destiny, but if destiny exists, then it is heading for Donna Noble. Open fire! If she ever remembers me, she will die. You can't see him. Alvi! Someone tell me what the hell is going on here. All right, so the very first scene of this trailer, they're giving us this really broad shot um, of, is this London? Yeah. Okay. Looks awesome. Like, I know you you were kind of talking about just from the trailer, the production value already looks like it's gone up. I don't know that this is like necessarily like I would say, oh, this is a huge improvement just based on this, but it's a really cool shot. Yeah. And check that sky, <laughs> like the sky, the background, um, just the colors of it. I think that shows up later, but anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super cool. And you hear, so you hear the TARDIS. We get, we see here kind of this back alley with the TARDIS in it. We've seen that before yeah. in the previous trailer. And then it jumps over here to um, Rose. Rose. Yasmin Finney. Yasmin Finney's character. Um, we've seen her in some other stuff previous, but this is the first time we're we're seeing her in this, you know, this scene. Yeah. Uh, mainly promotional images or sn- uh, behind the scenes shots. Not really mm-hmm. ever, ever in motion. Um yeah, yeah, and you hear her, you see her, you see, you hear her voiceover. Uh, I think there's something missing. And then they show this kind of like, almost like space capsule. Yeah. Kind of in a in a field. And you can see her character kind of off in the background, looking at it with a number of other characters, kind of just don't look important, just, you know, kind of bystanders. Right. And and just a, a, a quick mention, that voiceover, we actually find out who's saying that in the next scene here. Um, it's not Yasmin. Oh, it's not. Yes, no, it's not Yasmin's character. Um, but as we progress, we'll actually get the the person. There we go. So, All right, so Donna. Donna was saying that. Okay. Yeah, she was saying that sometimes she gets a feeling that something's missing. Like I had something lovely. Right. So, Which we all know what she's referring to. Right. And if we don't, you immediately are greeted by this wonderful picture of David Tennant's face. Mr. David Tennant, the ageless wonder. (laughs) Um, With a very stern look on his face. Yes. And then there's a hug there, but I don't know if it was him. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is Is him. That's his ear. The back of his coat and ear. Then we get her mom is in it. We knew that. You got David Tennant. I don't know who I am anymore. And we see this kind of chaotic scene, which we have also seen in previous stuff. <laughs> Neil that, Patrick Harris. He's just downright creepy. The creepy. That's, he does such a great job with that weird wave and deadpan <laughs> stare. Um, so good. Yeah. So get Neil Patrick Harris here. Some sort of like almost like is that spaceship rocket yeah that's definitely a spaceship and it looks like so later in the trailer creatures show up the top of that with the two red dots kind of looks like 
how they have their eyes. You know how like sometimes you make spaceships that look like you? Uh, I think that's what they do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Vine premiere. So we see Neil Patrick Harris again, but in the less creepy version. Uh, the uh, the more toy, ma- toy maker look um, who's also wearing a, a nice little sweater there. Or not yeah. sweater, vest. Vest. Some some chaos going on. Exploding Maybe unit. inside of the car. You think that's unit or just some random police officers? Uh, what does it? I wish I could zoom in on the logo on the side of that van, but uh, yeah, yeah hard to see. Kind of looks like Spider Man's head. <laughs> yes, it kind of does look like Spider Man's head. Ooh, what was that? Some creepy plant monster. Yeah, some kind of scary is monster a, thing. Is that an arm behind, uh, like someone walking behind it, like shoulders, two arms? Oh, it's just the puppet puppeteer doing the. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they didn't increase the budget yet. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, some sort of like creepy snake thing with crazy teeth. Kind of reminds me of uh, the eleventh hour. Remember that kind of yeah. creepy thing? Yeah. You know, we have a boy there with a level up T-shirt, which I believe I have seen at at Target. Yeah, Um, he's not gonna he's not gonna survive, guaranteed. I think my son has that shirt, (laughs) so he could he could costume as this character. Nice. Um, yeah. So this kid is being faced maybe by that, or maybe they just edited it to look like it. Yeah. Um, Yasmin again. Okay, what is this guy called? Because we have not talked about this. It's like Meep the Beep or Beep the Meep. Or... Okay. Because this is apparently a character who has shown up in the comics. Um, people got kind of excited about the fact that they're bringing this character in to the show because, you know, it's a reference to kind of an obscure comic and not like something that's being pulled from the classic series, which is typically what we see. So fans that have been like reading that stuff, I guess, get super excited for this kind of the way I would get excited if if they pulled a character from the Star Wars comics into a movie and I'm like, oh, cool. Like this is a character I've been I've I've known about, um, but I have no connection to this character. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say. For having a kind of creature type character, this looks really well done. Yeah, where you're not like, oh, okay, that's like a monster or like a person in a costume or a, a puppet. I guess it looks pretty well done. So the 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 fur, especially like I've I've always heard that fur is super hard to do um, when it comes to VFX. But yeah, beep the meep. He's looking he's looking pretty sturdy. And I don't know. I guess maybe if you read beep the meep characters in the comics, maybe it'll give you some insight as to what to expect from this character. He's a galactic criminal. Right. Isn't he a bad guy? Yeah, don't be confused by his cute appearance. Okay, so spoilers, maybe this character is bad, but uh, <laughs> but looks cute in this picture. Monsters. And then there's those other kind of uh, insectoid type characters that yeah. I guess also appear in the comics, um, which I don't know the name of. Wrathwraiths or Wraithwraths or something like that. So you they got your... the red eyes. I did my Coronation Street, you know, research, and you did your Beep the Meep research. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. I'm all about the be- – I'm a beeper. <laughs> uh, there's the doctor at the end of a hallway in the TARDIS. 
I like this phrase that he says. I don't believe in destiny, but if destiny exists, it's out to get Donna Noble, or, is there, <laughs> or it's on its way to for, to Donna Noble. Um, cool. Uh, scene of the doctor with an umbrella walking in the rain, headed toward what looks like that same storefront that we've seen some images. Mister uh, Emporium. Mister Emporium, which looks like probably where the uh, we keep saying it's the Celestial Toy Maker. That has not been confirmed, but uh, what most people are assuming. Uh, is connected to the celestial toy maker. Yes. There's Donna. Open fire. Yeah. Logo on the front of their shirt. Is that is that a clear picture of where they're who they are? Nope. Still uh, oh, is hard that a, to see. There's like a that does look unit like. Is that a unit symbol? I don't know uh, that. There's definitely some sort of an insignia there on the front of this guy, this soldier's um, outfit that probably designates what group he's part of. But yeah, you can you can move on. It doesn't stand out to me as a unit though yet. So the doctor still thinks Donna's gonna die if if she remembers him. We, I mean, it's pretty obvious that they're gonna get past that, right? Right. You know they're not going to go through all three episodes of the of the special to not have them kind of meet and be together and remember each other. So that that plot point is probably already going to be solved. And some flashing of different scenes happening there. Look like the doctor kind of like escaping like a some sort of room or something. Doing the action hero roll underneath the the giant wall. Oh, there it is. I missed it again. It's hard to pause on this stuff. Yeah, there's the like scene by. Oh, there scene. it is. I forgot how to do that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There is a way to do that. There it is. Yeah, so he's coming out. Is that Donna in there? Yeah, no. that is that is definitely Donna. Is it? Yep. Okay. She's got the same outfit. I say that's the spaceship that we saw at the beginning. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's probably you're probably accurate on that one. More explosions. Skinny man. <laughs> that's that's so good. Yep. So there's Yasmin Finney again with with Donna there. Donna's mom is in it. They're playing basketball, boxing, David Tennant out. Oh, we get the Alon Z. So that was Donna's husband, right? Yeah. Right there? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we got Donna's husband there. They're kind of some, like some some kind of fire around them, right? Destruction, arm up, yeah. Okay, that the the Neil Patrick Harris laying in a bed <laughs> no of petals. flower petals. <laughs> yeah, that and was then kinda... there's a flash of a mystery character. <laughs> <laughs> in a different outfit. Yeah, we have not seen him in. Before. That's like a that's like a toy soldier outfit, right? Like yeah. you can almost see him top hat on, or like a marching band kind yeah. of um, conductor. The yeah, okay. Did you say there was a flash of another character? Did yeah. I miss him? If you we're jumping oh, yeah. pretty far right now. I see what you're saying. Yeah, let me see if I can go slower here. Yeah. Oh. So. That she shows up in one of the announcements. Um, but again, like it's just like, hey, this is her name. 
but I have it gives no indication of what she actually belongs to or who she's associated to or associated with. But just a special character that they were excited to announce for the 60th anniversary special. Okay. Well, maybe another one that because we are not very versed in popular British actors, maybe we're not we're not recognizing her, but maybe she's notable from something. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that's pretty much it. It jumps jumps into the <laughs> of course we get the same. Literally, they showed this already in, in the previous trailer, but yep. we get Shutigatwa with a very prominent vein popping out of his forehead. He is and... he is very into whatever he's yelling. Um, clouds in the background. Do you think that's the same sky that we see at the very beginning of the trailer? No. No? Even though there's that pink haze in the background, do you think it's a different? Uh, I, think, I think they might be using some of the same resources for different shots, but... <laughs> I, I don't i don't think i think that the approaching above shot into london i think is is related to you know kind of the introduction probably of the show and then this is obviously after regeneration so cool cool, cool, cool. um yeah very interesting I, I i know we talked about it before but kind of how they introduce him here with you know kind of the d- disheveled look angry um yeah and i think like i said before too like they want to show him to kind of remind us that although david Tennant has his his specials here this is all ultimately leading to a new season of doctor with a new doctor i just i want to know what leads him to this point right like you would think that at the end of tenants three there would be some resolution and yet it seems like immediately after the the uh regeneration he's angry upset and just has no idea what's happening i want to know i want to know why like why is why is gatwa's doctor in that state at that yeah. point in time yeah why is he so confused is it how soon after regeneration is that that we're seeing, you know, is it instant, like right after regeneration, he's kind of like, what, what's going on here? Or is it, you know, has there been some time that's passed? So, yeah. And because typically the doctors have some understanding of, I just regenerated. It's not like they're like, what happened? Like they know what happened. So that his anger there is what I find really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, lots of mystery to be revealed. Uh, you know, too early to talk about the next regeneration. We still got to get through the three three episodes of the 60th special, which which um, isn't coming until end of 2023. Yeah, yeah, we have we have. 11 Did they announce the official official release date of this yet? I feel like they was it October. It, I mean, this just says returns in 2023. Okay. Um, I forget if they announced the official dates, but yeah. So late 2023. Yeah. You know, we're getting the specials and then that'll lead. I mean, it'll be, the wait will be worth it. I'm sure we'll get the three episodes with Tenant, 
rolling into a Christmas special. And then I don't know how long they're going to make us wait until the season starts, but that starts in 2024, eight episodes of Doctor Who in 2024. And then if they're going to do away with the gaps, then, you know, maybe we'll have a steady, <laughs> steady Doctor Who for the next however many years. But um, I mean, they announced, they announced uh, Shuti Gatwa as the Doctor when like may yeah may of 2022 and we're already in january of 2023 so yeah you know a lot of time has passed we've had a ton of time to speculate on all things david Tennant and shooty gatwa yeah and 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 not to continue to go back to the exact same thing i'm interested to know when the disney marketing machine is going to start like i'm not i'm not expecting like huge press releases across the web but when is the first indication that we're going to see on the Disney plus platform of Dr. Who? Like, I mean, for some, for some of the other movies, it's like three months in advance. You'll start to see the header show up saying like, Hey, this is coming. You'll have the trailer option appear. You'll have some of that information. I'm curious to see what Disney is going to do on their part to start to put this in front of viewers and get people ready for it that might be that might be the first indication that we know of when specials are coming um is did they i'm forgetting if they specified if the specials will be on disney plus or does it start with series 15 or 14 as i'm saying this that is that that came to mind i'm wondering if it is going to be absent the specials that would be weird yeah, you would almost think that Disney would be like, yeah, we want to cash in on the David Tennant return. Yeah. Um, or like maybe the- that was kind of who maybe that was like BBC's or BBC America was like, no, we we have a contract up to this point or whatever, and that's gonna be our final episodes. I don't know. The the business side of it, but I'm pretty sure the indication was that Disney Plus starts with with Shoot yeah. with Shooty Gatwa's doctor and not with yeah. the tenant specials. But we might have to look back at the verbiage on the announcement to see if it if it specifies. No, I, I think you're right. I think everything right now has been pointing towards the new series of Doctor Who, not the specials. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Huh. Very interesting. Cool. All right. Well, that's... Uh... Yeah, that's our recap of all all the news that came out since the last time we recorded, which was October. <laughs> uh, and we're all caught up now. And then, you know, we'll regroup when the, the 60th anniversary comes out. Or maybe any key news comes out, more casting announcements, probably another trailer. They'll give us, you know, that kind of stuff. So we'll have more things to talk about before the specials come. But uh, it was good to catch up with you on Doctor All Things Doctor Who. It's been it's been a while since we've had a chance to talk about some of these things. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's uh, always, always fun to talk about it. Yeah. And thanks to the listeners for, you know, checking out this episode of bad wolf radio. You can always find all of our episodes on, um, on our website. You can find them on Apple music or no Apple podcasts, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and you can find it all kinds of places that have podcasts. If you just search for bad wolf radio, you can find us. Um, and we also have our YouTube channel. If you want to see Adam laughing at me when I'm trying to recap Coronation Street, <laughs> uh, 
or if you just want to see what Funko Pops we have in the background, uh, you can check us out on YouTube. If you are going to check us out on YouTube, I would ask that um, you subscribe because that's the only way we're going to grow the uh, the YouTube stuff. And we kind of have a goal of reaching a thousand subscribers, which we're like nowhere near. <laughs> and I just ask you listeners, I know how many of you listen to the podcast. I see the stats. So I know we can get to a thousand. It shouldn't be hard. So if you're listening to this now, even if you're not typically one to go look at YouTube, just go over to our YouTube channel and hit subscribe. That would be, that'll help us out. So, um, and it's fun. I think the YouTube side is so fun that it's, it's almost like a bummer to me that it's not, you know, that it's harder to gain that traction yeah. because uh, we already have an established audience in the podcast sphere. And if that could translate over to YouTube, that'd be super cool because, you know, it is a whole different way of kind of presenting stuff. And I, I just think it's kind of cool to actually see the faces and the reactions and in the conversation. So hopefully we can keep doing that. Yeah. Awesome. We'll keep and Adam has a nice collection of different hats that he wears. You know, you guys are missing out <laughs> on all this stuff. You know? Oh man. I need to get some Dr. Who branded hats. That's, that's the next step. We need to get bad wolf radio hats. We, you know, ooh, we, we have the t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, which I, which still every once in a while I'll get an alert that somebody's still buying those t-shirts. So <laughs> we do have some Bad Wolf Radio t-shirts, but the hat would be kind of cool. Maybe, you know, do the they're, whole logo thing. We'll have to talk about that. They're floating around out there. All right. Well, uh, for now, we are going to wrap this one up. So until next time. Skinny man? Skinny man. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. What the? What's going on? <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha